welcome to seek God together. And whether you believe in God, struggle with that belief, whether you feel close or far from God, seeking Him is the greatest thing that you can do. So thank you for taking time out today to do so. We're going to spend some time in worship, praying, reading scripture, and reflecting. If you're able, free yourself of distraction. Sit down, lay down, but turn that phone off for crying out loud. Calming our bodies and minds is not only relaxing, but it reminds us that we're limited and that a non-physical God is sought in non-physical ways. What matters most is that this time is set apart, so once you're ready, let's begin. Close your eyes. Why don't you just take in a big, deep breath? You're about to speak to the creator of everything, and no, this isn't meditation, which is turning inward. Prayer is intentionally turning outward to the source of everything. We're reaching into the void, and what will happen exactly is unknown. But isn't that where all adventures are? Now, speak out loud or in your mind. God's not limited, but He awaits you. So express your intentions. You can say something like this. God, who gets in good with you and why? Is there something special I have to do? Now take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. Today we'll read Ephesians chapter 1 verses 5 and 6. Here's what they say. He predestined us to be adopted through Jesus Christ for himself, according to his favor and will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he favored us with in the beloved. Predestination. We tend to recoil at the idea of fate. We want freedom, the opportunity to better our circumstances, pick ourselves up, or at the very least, if we are to suffer, to suffer for our own misdeeds. Let the debt be our own to pay. What feels most repulsive is the idea that we would enter this world through no choice of our own and ultimately burn in hell also seemingly through no choice of our own. It is this view that runs the risk of making God appear wanton, capricious, and arbitrary. Have you thought of God this way? Do you currently think of God this way? I'll be honest. Whenever I hear the word predestination, I have to resist my initial impulse to think these dark thoughts. Perhaps it was because that's the way the concept was initially presented to me. I don't know. I don't think I'm alone. I wonder how many have turned away from God, due in part to this way of thinking. 
So it's at this point that we need to carefully consider what the text is actually saying. Of course, there are many verses on the topic of predestination, and here we only have two. But whenever we face a difficult concept in scripture, we have choices in how to address it. We could ignore it. We can claim the author is wrong, and yes, there are some that do that. Or that God is wrong, heaven forbid. We can cling to our system of belief and force-fit it in. We can cry out, mystery, mystery! Or we can receive it with open hands and allow our thinking to be changed and accommodate the revelation. So, what does it say? It says he predestined us to be adopted. We are outsiders and parentless. But God chose us. And to what end did he choose us? For his own end, we are adopted for God. God literally wants us. He wants you. He's made all the provision, and he'll get what he wants. Is there anything in here about hell? Anything about not choosing some? Anything about a moody God who could have just as easily destroyed you? No. There's nothing like that. Only his favor and will. And his will is a good one. And this is not only for you, but you receive this favor by being part of a collective whole. The Beloved. There are numerous passages about Christ and God's beloved, or body, or bride. You pick your favorite word. The point is that God so deeply loves this collection of the redeemed, and it is his object of passion, romance, and unending favor and love. You are in that, and you had nothing to do with it. You've won the multi-billion dollar lottery a million times over because God is that good. He chose it for you. You couldn't nullify his love for you if you tried. And you do try, so do I. But no matter how screwed up we are or how much of a mess we make, it is simply steps along the way to making us what he chose long ago for us to be. The objects of his love. His beloved. So, congratulations, beloved of God. Now go live it out. God, are you really that good? I have to pinch myself. You're incredible. Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way.
thank you for taking this time. Feel free to stay as long as you like. May God bless your day, and I look forward to being here with you again next time.